God is doing among us. Amen. It's a little bit of a change with our two services, and uh, things are going well. God is going to help us, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what God has in store. Amen. Amen. I just, uh, I don't know, I just think God's going to do something great. And I want to be a part of that. Amen. I want to welcome all of you today. Amen. We're going to let our kids be dismissed to go to the King's Kids. Amen. And I want to say to everyone that's watching online, Amen. Hello. I'm glad you're with us. And uh, I do also know that sometimes when you're watching online, you, you think, man, I'm just watching online and you're just kind of being entertained. But we don't really want you just to be entertained. We want you to feel the presence of the Lord. And uh, I had a testimony even today of somebody that was healed while they were watching online. Amen. I thank God for that. And uh, that's I've, I've heard a couple of those and I've heard some people, get, they got real convicted while they were watching online. I said, that's awesome. And uh, Ben was out of town last week, and he said, man, he said, what a great service. He said, I was watching online in my hotel room. That's awesome. Amen. We're so excited uh, that, that we have that technology. We are going to try to improve that technology as we move forward. And uh, we, want to, we don't do it because we think we're awesome. We do it because we want to be a blessing. Amen. And so we're thankful for that. I do want to continue our series today called Revealed. And this will be uh, probably our last Sunday on Revealed. Uh, next Sunday, we will start a brand new series called Neighbors. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to, I want to finish up today. Uh, we've been hearing the last few weeks about who we are, our identity, and uh, our foundation is Jesus Christ. Last week, we talked about what our purpose in Christ is. And this week, we want to discuss how our purpose relates to our everyday lives. So it's kind of been building. We learned what our identity is. We find our identity. And then we uh, have our foundation in Jesus Christ. And then we learned what our purpose is. Uh, but today, we want to say, how does our purpose and God's purpose for us, how does that relate to our everyday life? So I want you to look at your neighbor. I want you to ask a couple people around you, say, are you living in God's purpose? Amen. Are you fulfilling God's purpose for you? I want you to think about something with me. There is no one in the world like you. You are one of a kind. <laughs> we all like to compare ourselves to each other, and I'm probably one of the worst at this. I, I sometimes look at other people as, oh man, I wish I was as talented as they were. I wish I was as, you know, whatever as they were. And, and we all have a tendency to compare ourselves to others. And a lot of times we are trying to remake ourselves in the image of someone that we admire. But God has made each and every one of us unique. We are all different and that produces a variety of great blessings uh, for our world. The good, the good news is that because we're all different, we can all bless our world in a different way. Each of us was uniquely designed or shaped to do certain things. And I, I noted that J.P. Moreland in his book, uh, Kingdom Triangle, he observes, he, he says this, he said, make no mistake about it, this drama and this kingdom's agenda is at the center of the meaning of cosmic history and your own individual story. Now I know this is some, some words that you'll have to take in, but he says... The kingdom's agenda, this kingdom's agenda is at the center of the meaning of cosmic history and your own individual story. Now, those are pretty cool words. Then he says, like a grand conductor who calls in the flutes just at the right time, your father has brought you 
into the cosmic symphony at your unique place in time and space so you can be a vibrant outpost in your sphere of influence. In short, you are here to be an apprentice of the Lord Jesus, to learn how to live your life as well as part of God's broader purpose. Purposes. This is your calling. This is your destiny. This is your only chance to have a life of genuine, full human flourishing. That's pretty cool. Your place in history. Your purpose. Uh, I, I like how he calls it the cosmic symphony. That's so cool, right? And he says this kingdom's agenda is at the center of the meaning of cosmic history and your own individual story. There's a purpose for you. There's a reason for you. God brought you, amen, like we said last week, for into the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. You are here for a specific purpose. So let's read together today uh, what we are, that what God has made us to be. You are uniquely what God has made you to be. So if you have your Bibles, if you would, let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. And I'm just going to read one verse of Scripture, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. If you want to stand, you can stand. I won't keep you standing long. That gives you a little bit of exercise too. And then, you know, it keeps your blood going, right? Ephesians 2.10 in the NIV says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do in the New American Standard Bible says, For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Basically, it's saying we are what God has made us. We are what God has made us. Lord Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for what You're doing in this place. Thank You for what You're doing in our lives. Draw us closer to You, God, and help us to live out Your purposes in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say Amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. God's general purpose for my life. We talked about it last week. God's general purpose for me is to know Jesus and to make Him known. That's why I exist. That's the ultimate underlying reason why I'm here. To know Jesus and to make Him known. Now, beyond that, God has a specific purpose for each and every life. The Bible tells us that we are unique and we are specific. Uh, we are specifically to be what God has made us to be. And God has formed us into certain uh, aspects and certain uh, dimensions and certain unique capabilities. And God has planned and purposed how He is going to use each and every one of us. So, some of you might be asking, so what does God, what does God want me to do? What, what is it that God has for me to do? Now, I know I, I'm, I'm to know Him and to make Him known, but really, God, God what else? I mean, is that, is that it? Is there to, to make you known? How to make you known? Where am I going to make you known? Well, where is it that this is going to happen? So, what does God want me to do? What does God want me to be? Amen. If you're like me, sometimes you get frustrated. Because the person you are and the person you feel like God wants you to be. Right? I I talked about it a little bit earlier today. But Kyle, come here. This will help you. It's going to help Kyle. Come on. It's going to help you too, James. So, the me that I am and the me that I want, that God wants me to be. So I want you to, like earlier... Were you here earlier? You weren't here, though. They weren't here earlier, were they? Oh, this is going to be good. All right, come on, step up here. So this is this is the me that God wants me to be, right? Turn this way, face that. 
And this is the me that I used to be. And so, I'm not the me that I used to be, but I'm still not the me that God wants me to be. And so I'm caught in the middle. I am in this, uh, what would you call it, a, a, a gap of grace. <laughs> I'm in this, this section of time, this section of space between the me that God wants me to be and the me that I used to be. Can you dig it? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, you, can, you can track that, right? I'm, I'm not yet who I'm going to be, but thank God I'm not who I used to be. And so, I don't know if you, you get like me, but I get frustrated sometimes because it seems like... Now, I'm just, just, just me. Turn around. You're not, don't look at me. It seems like that every time I take a step towards being who God wants me to be, God takes another step. And every time I take one more step and God takes another step. And I'm like, I'm never going to become who God wants me to be. I'm not going to run into the speaker. But every time He takes a step, then I'm challenged to take a step. It's almost like He said, come on, come up higher. You can, you can do better. You can, I've got greater things in store. And so He keeps taking steps and I keep taking steps. And sometimes I don't have the wherewithal to turn around and say, oh my goodness, look at the gap between the me that I am now and the me that I used to be. All I can see is this stupid gap between the me that I am right now and the me that He wants me to be. Are you with me? And so I get frustrated. I still say some wrong things. I still do some wrong things. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can ever get to that place. And so there's a frustration that happens, and I think it's in each and every one of us because while we're very thankful for the, 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 the me that we used to be, we're not anymore. We're thankful for that. Thank God for that, right? But then we're still striving to be who God wants us to be. And that's a never-ending chase. Right. That, that's never, you're never going to get to a level. Say, some people say, oh, well, when I get to Pastor Dummett's level, then I've made it. No, you haven't made it. You're not even close. I, I want you to know how far away my gap is. I want you to know how far away I am. It, it's not, it, some days, it's, it's really bad. And I'm like, oh, this me needs to get to this me. But there's, there's frustration because there's a gap. The good thing is that every, every step that I take gets me closer to Him. And every step that I take towards Him gets me further away from the me that I used to be. Right. So, now that you know that, did you get that? You got all that? Okay, you're good. You guys can be seated. Are you good? that keep you awake for a couple minutes? <laughs> the me that I am is not the me that I'm going to be. And the me that I am now is not the me that I used to be. Right. Amen. And so in the middle, God gives me His grace to be able to be the me that He wants me to be. And I take steps towards that every day. But considering this, I need to take a good look at my stride. Because it's a walk, right? Anybody ever heard of somebody talk about walking with the Lord? Walking with the Lord? Did you know you can tell a lot about a person by their stride? Uh, you can tell Lisa the cripple by her stride, but <laughs> most people—I'm <laughs> just—I'm just playing. Most people, you can tell a lot about them by the way that they walk. My wife, whenever she sees uh, my son walking, she says he walks just like you. Now that's good and scary all in the same sentence, right? right. 
But the thing, the thing about it is, if you watch, if you watch uh, certain people and how they walk, they some people walk. They just they have funny walks. You can tell a lot of, about a person by the way they walk. Some people walk and they're just driven. They're just you know, they're ready to go. There's other people who walk and they're like, hey, what's going on? There's a whole like a whole article about this and what some of those different strides might mean. But I, I would tell you that you can learn a lot about a person from the way that they stride or the way that they walk. Uh, these books and articles that you can read about this, very interesting. Each and every one of us has a stride. Identifying it and, and leaning into it will help us live out the purposes that God has for us. And I'm not talking about the way that you walk physically. I'm talking about the way that you walk spiritually. So for the next few minutes, I want to go through, and if you don't have this, I think it might be in the e-bulletin, I'm not sure. Uh, um, is it in the e-bulletin, anybody there? No? Stride. Is your stride in there? No? I don't know. Okay, if it's not, get a pen out. You might, you might want a pen. S. S is the first letter of stride. What does S stand for? Spiritual gifts. The, the S in my stride is spiritual gifts, special abilities that God has given to every Christian by the grace of God through the Holy Spirit to be used to serve and to strengthen one another and to glorify God. So the first thing in your stride is spiritual gifts. What has God gifted you with? Sometimes it's good just to wait and make sure you're staying with me. <laughs> what is the gift that God has given you? What is your stride? How does that start? It starts by the gifts that God gives you. Some of you have gifts, and the, the Bible talks about our spiritual gifts, but how many of you, you know that God has given you a gift? God has given you something that you can use. Maybe it's just being friendly. Maybe it's praying for somebody. Maybe it's singing. Maybe, uh, maybe you have the gift of giving. Amen. And you, you like to give liberally. We, we, we need people that have gifts. And those spiritual gifts is the first part of our stride. The second part is talents. The T in stride is talents. What are you good at? What do others take notice of that you do? Everybody is unique. So you can share the same talents, but you can use them in different ways. Right? God has blessed some people musically, and they are musically gifted, but they can't sing. And then there are other people who are musically gifted, but they can't play anything. And then there are some people that... They think they're musically gifted, but their gift is somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Are you with me so far? There's some people that are gifted to, to be hospitable. And they are very hospitable to people. They, they have great gifts of hospitality. And so you can uh, share... Oh, they put it all up there on the screen for you. What, what are you good at? That's your talents. The, the third one, R, is your resources. The R in stride is for resources. What resources has God put into your life? What do you have in your hand right now? Moses, <clears throat> what do you have in your hand? A staff. Okay, throw it down. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use what's in your hand, amen, for you to be able to do great things for me. So what resources has God put into your life? Do you have time? Do you have finances? Do you have special abilities that could come alongside your spiritual gifts and your talents to bless other people? What are your resources? 
Some people think resources is just money, but no, there's more to our resources than just our money. Individuality. Just because you have talents, gifts, and resources, God will open doors for you to use them in ways that only you can use them. Now this is what's really cool. Everybody else may have spiritual gifts. Everybody else can have talents. Everybody else can have resources. You might even share some of the same in those areas. But guess what? Only you can use those gifts, talents, and abilities. Amen. Only you can use those resources in the specific way that God has intended for you to use them. Because you're going to be able to reach people that other people will never be able to reach. You're going to be able to bless certain people that other people around you may never bless. Are you with me so far? So individuality. Certain people, <coughs> certain people that, that God has intended, they're suited to fit your individuality. And then the D in stride is dreams. What are your dreams? What would you like to be able to accomplish if God would help you? If God could help you do anything, if God could help you do one thing, what would it be? How will you change your world? What would your legacy be? God gives us dreams and He guides us through His plans and purpose for our life. So D is dreams. So we've got spiritual gifts, talents. We've got resources, individuality, and dreams. And then E is experiences. Your stride ends in experiences. Every one of us has a unique history and upbringing. <laughs> There's nobody in here that's, that's exactly alike. One of the things that I liked about my wife, we had a lot of things in common. We still had different upbringings, but our upbringings were very similar, and that's why we kind of get each other. That's why it's not hard for us, not only the fact that we've been around together now for 21 years, but the fact that we can look at each other and we can kind of laugh at some of the same stuff because we were brought up a very similar way. But all of us have a different upbringing. All of us have had different experiences. We've all had specific experiences that cause us to see things the way that we see them. Is this right? That's why I look at something and to me it's funny and to you it's offensive. That's why you look at certain things and to you it looks like everything's okay. There's no problem. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that, that can't be okay. Does that make sense? Why? Because of our experiences. Our experiences have molded us and shaped us. We are uniquely suited to do what God has for only us to do because the, the experience that we've had up to this point in our lives has brought us to this place. You've had experiences and the experience that you've had is going to help you to do what God has for you to do. <coughs> what are you saying, Pastor? Let, let me see if I can break it down. Okay, I've never been addicted to drugs. I've not. I've never been addicted to alcohol. There's a lot of things in my life that I have not experienced that, that I would say, oh my goodness, you know. And I'm not a goody-goody, trust me. I'm not saying that. But there's a lot of things in my life that I have never experienced. So God can't use those experiences in my life to help other people. Some of you, God has delivered you from things. Amen? You've had those experiences and God wants to use those experiences. Amen? I, I've been gifted to, to, to talk to people and to work with people and love people. I can talk to just about anybody. It doesn't matter if they, they're a... They're a biker or they're, you know, a, a, a rapper. It doesn't matter what kind of lifestyle that they live. God has blessed me. I get to talk to just about everybody. Okay? But that does not necessarily mean that they're going to relate to experiences in my life. 
That's why God brings all of us into the body and gives us all different experiences. We've all been through things and God wants to use the things you've been through, the things you've experienced, amen, in order to bless other people, in order to help other people. So this is what God's Word tells us. 1 Peter 4.10 Every one of us, each one of us, should use whatever gift He has received to serve others. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I can't use your gift, James. As much as I would like to take some of your gifts. Man, I would steal from Josh. I'd steal from Jessica. I'd steal from Ted and Crystal. Take a little bit from James. I would love to use your gifts. I would love to. If I could, man, I'm telling you, I would just use all of your gifts. But I can't. The Scripture says that we are supposed to use our gifts as God has given them to us. Every one of us has been given gifts and God expects us to use them to employ, the Scripture says, in serving one another, look what He says, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Remember the, the you know, Kyle back here and James up here? This is what this is saying. God gave me grace to go from here to there. And in that process, I am supposed to be helping and serving other people. My goal is not to get there by myself, but my goal is to say, hey, you can come along with me. Come on, come on, come along with me. God gave me this gift of grace. I'm a good steward. Look what God has done. God has been so good. I'm not the person that I used to be, but it's not me. It's God. Come on, we can go together. This is what happens whenever we start using our gift. God is not necessarily concerned with my ability. He's a lot more concerned with my availability. A lot of people say, well, you know, I would, but I just, I just I don't sing like Jessica. Nobody sings like Jessica. So just hang it up, you know? Uh, I wish I, if I could play like Josh, man, I would just, I'd be a psalmist and I would just sing unto the Lord. Maybe, maybe you would. No, here's the thing. That's not how God has gifted everybody. Maybe God gifted you that way. Maybe God has gifted you with something special that you are supposed to do. But God's not concerned with your ability. God's concerned with your availability. He, he wants you to be available for whatever He wants. I, I remember before Josh started playing, uh, he was like, Pastor, I, I think I'm going to take some lessons. And so he took a few lessons and... And then he stopped taking lessons. And then he just, I don't know what happened. He just became available. And because he was available, God started blessing him. I'm not saying that he doesn't practice. He practices a lot. But, but God has blessed him to be able to play in extraordinary ways. That's a good thing, right? But it all came because he was available first. Not because he had the ability. I mean, he's come a long way. I mean, when he first started, it was chords, man. And we were just like, we were thanking God. Wow, we got another person to play the piano. It was awesome. And God has blessed. But, but it wasn't his ability that impressed us. It was his availability that God said, I can use that. Amen? And some people say, well, that means uh, 
I, I'm not a very good singer, but I'm available, God. Well, make a joyful noise. We may not put a microphone in your hand. Just make a joyful noise. You know, while we're singing, sing loud. Sing proud. Amen. So what exactly is your specific divine purpose and how can you live it out? Now this is, this is where it gets really, it's really simple. It's almost so simple, I'm afraid you'll miss it. I talked about your stride, right? What, what is your stride? Your spiritual gifts, your talents, your resources, your individuality, your dreams, and your experiences. Now here's the really cool part. What does God expect? What is my divine purpose? What does God expect from me? Do you know what my specific divine purpose is? It's to be me. (laughs) I know I told you you missed it, didn't you? It's to be me. God didn't call me to be Cassidy. He he didn't call me to be Rebecca Allen. There's only one. He, He did not call me to be you. He called me to be me. So I'm going to be the best me I can be. Now, let, let me flip it around on you. Joe, God did not call you to be Pastor Don. He didn't. James, I know you think I'm cool, but God did not call you to be me. Kyle, God did not call you to be Josh Cooper. He didn't. And some of you, you think, well, you know, if I could just be more like Sister Kathy, if I could just be more like Brother Bond, if I could be like Brother Ted, if I could just... You know what? God didn't call you to be those people. God called you to be you. To be the best version of you that you can be. To be the, the version of you that He is calling you to be. Not somebody else's best version of themselves. Not somebody else's version of themselves. But the best you that you can be. To be the me that God has called me to be. I I, I know that's the quotable quote today. But that is my divine purpose. purpose, To be the me that God has called me to be. To be the me. i got to be the me God has called me to be. Now, I'm going to just be very clear with you. Not to be somebody else. Not to strive to do what other people are doing or have done. But He's calling me to be more like Him. In my own unique way. I can be like Jesus in my way. You can be like Jesus in your way. This doesn't mean anything goes. I can't do whatever I want to do and call it authenticity. I can't say, well, I'm just being authentic. I'm just being me. You know, well, some people say, I was born this way. Wrong. No. That's wrong. That's way out in left field. That's not even close to home plate. But let me just be honest with you. Some people in our society are calling all kinds of things, well, I'm just being authentic. I'm just being true to myself. I'm just being real. You're not. You're lying to yourself. You're deceiving yourself. You're fooling yourself. You know how I know this? Because the Bible tells us He created them male and female. The Bible says it very specifically. God had a separation of the genders. There's always been a separation. Now I know that might get some of you a little uncomfortable, but let me just say it like this. The me that God is calling me to be is not the me that pleases me. The me that God is calling me to be is the me that pleases Him. There are so many people that don't want to be like Jesus, so they excuse themselves by saying that they, well, at least I'm authentic. At least I'm not being fake. I'm not a fake. Well, guess what? It's not a fake to become more like Jesus. Do you know why this is? This is going to blow your mind. Here's the big, here's the big twist. 
Why is it not fake for you to not be the old version of you and to be more like Jesus? Why is that not being fake? Some people say, oh, you're a hypocrite. No, 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 it's not hypocritical. I'm becoming, I I used to be this guy, but I'm becoming this version of myself, the me that God wants me to be. Why is that not fake? Because things are changing in me, right? Things are happening in me. And some people say, oh, well, you're just, you know, you're just putting on, you're just acting like a Christian. You're just a hypocrite. You're still the same you that you used to be. No, no, no. That's where if I'm just acting like a Christian, then i got problems. It's not fake for me to become more like Jesus. Why? Because we're made in His image. Think about it. That means the truest and best version of ourselves is us being just like Jesus. So it's not like you're, you're leaving the old version and you're just putting on this fake new version. No, 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 no. No, you're becoming what you were intended to be from the get-go. God had a plan for you. God had a purpose. This is who you were created to be. This is who you were intended to be. Let me, let me share it with you from Matthew 22. Jesus perceived their malice and He said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the poll tax. And they brought Him a denarius. And He said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said to Him, Caesar's. Then He said to them, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. The Scripture tells us that we were made, uh, Genesis chapter 1, we were made in His likeness. We were made in His image. So when I'm becoming the me that God intended me to be, I'm just becoming, amen, that best version of myself, that, that me that God intended, amen, is the me that renders to God all of my life, that gives God all of the glory, all of me becoming more like Him in every way. God didn't save me to be more like the old me, amen. God didn't didn't save me to be like some pop culture icon. He didn't save me to be just like another preacher or singer or leader. The Almighty God of the universe saved me to become the Jesus version of me. To be the best version of Jesus that I can be to this world and the people that He places in my life. Amen. And as I do, this life makes so much more sense. It's like it's revealed to me. Amen. I have peace and I have joy in becoming the me that God intended me to be. I hope some of you get this. I know some of you are sleepy right now, but I hope you get this. Amen. Where are you at in this process? I wish that I could tell you that I'm I'm all the way there and I figured it out and I'm on the level. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still taking steps, amen, to be the me that God wants me to be. With one hand, you reach for the you that God intended, who you are becoming in Christ Jesus. On the other hand, you're thankful that you're not who you used to be. But what you have in between those two people is the grace to deal with the tension that that space brings you. And it brings you tension because some days people will say, well, you're not that guy. And other days they'll say, remember that guy? He was fun. Right? But in the, in the meantime, I, I preached a message a long time ago. In the meantime, amen. I, I'm not who I'm going to be, but I keep stepping forward. Thank God that I'm not who I used to be, but it's only by His grace. Amen. As I close today, I just would ask you, where are you at in this process? Where are you at in this? What does your stride look like right now? Some people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. I, 
I just don't think I can, I don't think I can be the me that God wants me to be. I, I would just encourage you, check your stride. Amen. See how your walk is going. If there are things that you have allowed to kind of grow cold in your life, your devotion time and spending time with God and, and asking Him what He wants for you, spending time in His Word, spending time with the people of God. It, if, if that's boring or out of, out of date or out of, you know, just it, it's just out of cycle for you, you just don't feel right anymore. Maybe it's because your stride is messed up. Amen. You're too worried about being cool, right? So you, you, you know you got a little little hip in your stride there, and you just you know trying to be cool, but that that's not you know that that might have been cool years ago, but it's not cool anymore. And there's some people they're still trying to live, you know, and, and trying to operate and be cool, and and in their coolness they've let go of their walk for God. And, in their coolness, they've, they've, they've allowed things to slide and they're not as concerned anymore with the things that will get them to be the me that God has intended them to be. So where are you with this process right now? You look behind you, you see the me that you used to be. You look in front of you and you reach towards that, that me that God has intended you to be. And can I tell you, sometimes you'll get frustrated. But living out the purpose of God walking with God. It's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. You don't ever get to a level, and I, I, I'm, I'm relatively young, 42 years old. I'm relatively young. But there are people, even in this building, that they've been living for God longer than I have. Way longer than I have. And any of them would tell you, as, as I've talked to several, several people that have, have walked this walk longer than me, they'll tell you, that there's... There's not ever a place that you get to and you feel like, hey, the walk is over. I'm done. Every day. Amen. Every day. You just keep walking. There's an old song that says, he gets sweeter as the days go by. Sweeter as the moments fly. Amen. I don't know if you have thought about this, but every day that you spend with Jesus, every day that you, that you walk with Him, that you take a step closer to Him, it's a good day. Like in the Pilgrim's Progress, every day he was getting closer to the celestial city. Every day he, he would walk. Yes, he had things that he had to go through. and Sometimes he would find himself in difficult circumstances. But every day, every step that he took was getting him one step closer to the me that he was intended to be. Would you stand with me? Before we leave here today, I wonder if you just spend a few moments and say, God, I want to be the me that you intended me to be. If I'm not living out my purpose that you have intended for me, then God, would you deal with me? Would you help me this week to be the me that you want me to be? Don't let me be frustrated in this, in this space. Don't let this tension bring about too much frustration that I give up. But Lord, help me to just keep walking every day. Would you talk to Him today?